Hey guys, it's Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Hey, listen, if you know me, you know that 316 Creative Works exists to partner with artists, businesses, and churches. Uh, one of my good friends is a business guy. It's the Maynard family, and they run a business, and now they're in partnership with us. So that's Precision Door Service. Listen, in case of emergency, I always call Precision Door Service. They are experts in repairing, replacing all your garage doors and overhead doors. They can be reached. They got two numbers. The Indiana side is area code 219-306-8155. Again, 219-306-8155. Now, on the Illinois side, uh, Precision Door Service can be uh, contacted at area code 708-474-6657. And number again is 708-474-6657. You can always get them at precisiongarage-door.com. That's precisiongarage-door.com. Of course, we'll probably have Justin throw a contact card up there for you so you guys can see it if you're watching this. Again, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works introducing you to another member of the family, the business of precision door service. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks. Come on in. We're saving you a seat at the table. <clears throat> hey, everyone. Uh, thanks for checking us out. Uh, 316 Podcast. I am Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Uh, today, we are saving you a seat at the table. Uh, today, we have with us uh, Jason. We just we just wrapped up doing a talking with Jason. Uh, we also have his son and my producer Justin, uh, and here's here's why we're getting into this so quick because I mean we're we're, we're we did four episodes of talking with Jason. It's, it's such an extraordinary life, such a such a God driven life, but we 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 kind of ran out of time when we when we got to some kind of meaty things that we we wanted to continue the conversation without doing. Um, uh, w without doing a fifth episode of talking with, um, to I guess today's uh, seat at the table, and this is what we we want you guys to join us with is seasons of loss. It uh, here's here's why it's important not 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 f not for them and not just for us, but in my life, I've I'm kind of just coming off of a season of loss. You've had loss and you're you're in a season of loss. No matter how the story plays out, you are kind of in the throes of the loss of health, of future. What does it look like? And so I thought that's that's why it would be important for us to talk about that. Um, I've always had a, um, it's not so crazy and, and maybe braggery. It, 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 it's not, I've always kind of had a charmed life. I've, um, I come from a dysfunctional family, but we all do except for you. <laughs> uh, but my family loved me. 
my parents loved me, my sisters loved me, and my aunts and uncles loved me. Uh, I had a good church family as a kid, too. Uh, good friends. Met a great uh, girl in high school. Changed my life. Uh, got married. I became an actor because I wanted to, and that was successful. Uh, got into sales as a day job. It was successful. I did that because I wanted to. Um, I'm an alcoholic. Next week, I celebrate 18 years of sobriety. That's great. Because I wanted to. Um, but about three years ago, I drove myself to the emergency room and diagnosed with a life-changing, life-altering blood disorder. Uh, coming out of that, trying to figure out what life was going to look like, my mom dies in a car accident helping myself and my my family and um, my dad put all that back together my dad dies uh, in a in a fallen accident um, other losses after that but that was the first time in my life that loss affected me that was the first time I could say that things, didn't work out all right. And, and so I have been learning uh, maybe the art of living with my hands open. And, and, th- and that's what was so striking in your last episode is, is that, that you, you said that you learned how to live like this. And that is, that is haunting. And, and that's what I wanted to focus on today. So with us is a good friend of mine, Jason. He's a pastor. He's a husband. He's a, he's a father. He's a good friend. And uh, my producer, but also uh, his son, uh, Justin. And I wanted to talk with you guys, saving you guys a seat at the table, about what it is to live like your hands are open. How have you learned that? Yeah, I think one of the main ways that I've learned that is just about uh, the future. And as an oldest child, a firstborn son, I want to be a planner. I want to be in control. I want to set the direction and also the destination. And I've just learned through different circumstances and and happenings in my life where from uh, my worldview, really what God was up to and what was doing was that he had a different plan, a different destination in mind. And so I really had to come to a place of, of surrender and saying, I'm, I'm going to trust your plan because it's far better than anything I can come up with on my own. Well, isn't that, isn't that, the, isn't that the truth? And, and Justin, here's, here's the crazy thing about that is, you, you're, you know, you're kind of, you're on the front end of your life, but let's be honest, bro, you're 20. You, you know what 20 means? A quarter of it's over. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like a quarter of your life's over, man. Mm-hmm. Now, for us, half of our life is over. A little bit more than half of our life is <laughs> over, right? But you've already gone through a quarter of your life. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to give me a Sunday school answer. I don't want you to I don't I don't want you to talk from your head. Mm-hmm. But do you do you believe what your dad just said? Do you, did you hear what he said? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's a preacher. <laughs> we do this all the time. Uh, you know, being 20 and seeing an aunt pass away at an early age and seeing your dad diagnosed with cancer and having 
countless surgeries and everything like that. It, it's it's kind of like my Superman. I I ha- was forced to know that his cape c- could be taken off. Batman's mask could be taken off. So it, it, it's definitely hard because you want to like I the hardest thing throughout this was I, I didn't know my place because most people in tragedies, they're like, I'm the doctor. I'm going to do this or whatever. I, I don't have anything extreme to offer. I can't cure lyomyosarcoma. I can't give him the nutrition tablets that's going to help speed up his liver digestion. I, I can't do any of that. So I think the most important thing for me in not trying to control everything is just realizing like my place. Like my place is just basically, I think it's just to be like tr- positive because a lot of people think, pe- people don't realize when he goes up and he talks in front of church, they think, oh, he went to the hospital, he got it taken care of. No, it doesn't start and end when you enter the hospital doors and, and when you leave. It, you, it, it goes throughout your life. I'm sure you even deal with this, even though you're on all your blood thinners and you're going through everything. You live your life through that, not just when you're taking your medicine. So I just think that like being able to give some sort of escape for my family or just trying to be positive is just like so. So you so you identify as the comic relief in your family. Yeah, like everything over there is so heavy now. Let's just go. Let's just go laugh. Everybody want to laugh. Sometimes I feel like I'm the main act. Other times I'm the guy who's like, get off. Yeah, the court jester. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Living with your hands open um, is a posture of life that I believe only comes from having your hands forced open. Right. It's it's when you have dreams of the future that aren't realized, and it, it either comes through. Your own decisions, like you deciding not to to pursue a career in a certain thing, because th- th- that's loss. Your decision, your loss. Uh, but it also comes from the the death of of loved ones and the dreams that you you had with them. And so, um, you've you've had different losses in your life. Certainly, your your little sister, um, but but also probably um, her getting cancer at a, at a very young age was the loss of your family the way it was on a certain trajectory. And now it's different. Justin, very, very much same, same thing with you, right? I mean, so here's what I'm assuming is the hard thing. I know your dad. I don't know him as a preacher, as a pastor. Mm-hmm. That's a fairly new development in our relationship, right? Right. It's only been 10 years. I've known him for longer than that. Uh, so to me, that's great, but it's not that big of a deal. You're still Jason. But to you and to many of this community, he's Pastor Jason, yeah. and he does a great thing, and he talks good, and he says great things about God and Bible stuff, and boy, you ought to, <laughs> you ought to hear how he prays. And yeah. so he's like, a, he's like a local hero. Yeah, oh. he, he's Pastor Bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> right? So everybody loves Pastor Jason, mm-hmm. um, but he's your dad. Mm-hmm. And your family changed. Yeah. And your hands were forced open. Mm-hmm. You are now forced to live in the position of your hands being open. Mm-hmm. What is it like switching switching gears like that 
so quickly. You were, uh, were you in high school when he was diagnosed with cancer the first time? I was going into my freshman year because there's an infamous picture of our family playing Settlers of Catan in our parents' bedroom while my dad was recovering. And I remember wearing a basketball shirt of a camp I went to that summer going into freshman year. So, yeah, going into freshman year was when he got his uh, tumor removed off his leg. Was life different? I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like a lot of times when tragedy or pain happens, it's hard because you see a difference in the person. Like, you see someone in the hospital. You see them with whatever going through their pain. But... From my perspective, my dad didn't change. Yeah. Like, you didn't change. You were consistent. Like, my dad didn't go from high energy to low energy. or what. My dad stayed the same. Yeah. So I feel like the hardest part wasn't seeing how it affected my dad, but seeing how it affected others. Because it seemed like to a lot of people it was a lot harder on them than it was on him. And I don't know if that's that was you just, like, shielding Mm. emotions or if it was just you being complete in knowing that what you were doing and what your future was was open-handed yeah so let me so let me let me echo that i mean we obviously being in ministry and you being a pastor you know a lot of people that uh have suffered loss died of cancer i mean you have walked with people to the grave right um you never looked like you had cancer. Yeah, one of the blessings in this entire thing has been that I have never felt poorly, even in this last couple of weeks from the first chemo treatment. Uh, I mean, God has been so good that the side effects have been so minimal. Um, and, and right, one of the one of the struggles that I have is that my mind can tend to go to the worst possible place and the worst possible outcome, and I have to force it to come back to what I really know. What is the what is the word? Where does your mind go? Where, like, what do you like in those in those deep in those dark seedy times of the night? What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I've had times where I'm thinking, okay, are we going to do hospice in our house, or am I going to be in hospice, you know, over in Munster or? Um, yeah, just what you're going to miss out on in the lives of my kids or in Kristen. And, you know, how do you how do you prepare? How do you get ready? So because because it's just a crazy, it's a crazy thing, man. And this is what Justin and I have, have said is you're not changed. You're not delusional, right? I mean, you, you haven't been in a car accident that now all of a sudden you can't talk, you can't move. You are still so tragically normal, Right. I mean, you're healthy and you're big. It got real when you shaved your head <laughs> and you shaved your mustache, your goatee, right? That's the first sign, physical appearance, that you have a disease. Yeah, besides for my gnarly leg where yeah. <laughs> if I'm in shorts, you can see uh, the chunk that they took out of it and the skin graft that went over it, but... Yeah, this is now the first time in 20 years that I don't have facial hair. Justin's never seen me no. without 
facial hair and yeah, my head under this beanie, which my son so kindly got for me, yeah, uh, is completely bald. So when you look in the mirror now, and this is fresh, this is two, three days because your hair was starting to fall out. Right. Um, you just shave your head because it, you're, you're going to lose it. You look in the mirror now and you look into the face of a man who has cancer. You never really did that before because you look the same. And so do you do you prepare? I think you try to, but you can't. I mean, you just really, it's just one step at a time. I remember early on, Kristen gave me such wise advice. It's not always easy to follow. <laughs> Your wife's but, advice. you know, she's like, you can either, when you're waiting for test results, right? She's like, you can spend these three days waiting and worrying um, for something that's never going to be. And then you just wasted those three days. Or you can live these days and then you find out maybe it isn't good, but then we'll deal with that then. And it's wonderful advice. It's really hard to follow, but that kind of just trying to take it one step at a time and focus on what today is um, has been very helpful. Has it changed? <clears throat> has it changed your perception of life? Oh, absolutely. Again, living living with your hands open, but you've done that before, right? I mean, because in the last four episodes of talking with talking with Jason, we learned at a pretty early age that you lived with your hands open. What God will do, God will do. But how has it changed even more the last five six years? Yeah, I would say you know again from. Christian worldview and and perspective, we know that tomorrow isn't promised to anybody, but we don't really live that way. Exactly right, because now now it's got now it got real, right? Yeah, and so it really focuses and shows, brings to light really what is important and what do I need to spend my time on and what do I need to invest in and do those things, and you really start to realize that. There's a lot of crap things in your life that you can do without or don't need to spend time or attention on. Yeah, I have found that too um, in learning how to live with my hands open. Um, so so much of this life is not near as important as it used to be. But there are other things that are so much more important. And one of those things at the very top uh, is kind of what we're doing, right? It's, 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 um, it's telling our stories. It's preaching the gospel. It's finding new and fresh and creative ways to creatively communicate God's stories. But it's also relationships. And so you're living there right now, right? I mean, you're you're continuing to preach, but you're really focused on relationships. Correct. Yeah. Trying to focus on spending as much time and as much quality time with people as you can. Um, you just got your first chemo treatment last week. Yeah, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Um, it's been two weeks? Yeah. Yep, because I go next Friday for the next one. And you feel okay? Yeah. The, the hair's the story. So yeah. you, you go for your next one, and so your second round of the Red Devil, um, and then you wait another two and a half weeks, and you're going to get things scanned. Correct. And we're, we're going to take Kristen's advice 
and we're going to assume everything's great unless we hear otherwise. And then we'll just take the next step. Yeah. Justin, as a as a 20-year-old hearing your dad say the reality of, of that medical diagnosis, do you emotionally go somewhere else? Um, no. My dad has taught me, my parents have taught me that life isn't meant to be lived alone. Like, something that's helped me cope and as horrible as it sounds it's like what would i say at your funeral mm. and something that i am going to say is that you have taught me that life isn't meant to be lived alone so you've always told me to talk with people and it's helped so much and also you've taught me that life isn't easy and you got to have hard conversations i remember we were going to ball state for uh, looking at colleges just to see whatever. And he's like, you do know I love you, right? And I said, of course. Yeah, don't make it weird, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> but but then he said, I just want you to know in case anything happens. And even after his first round of chemo, he said, you know, I don't plan on dying anytime soon. N- no parent should say that in their, unless they truly have to. And he and I think just having the clarity of knowing what my dad's future is going to be, life or death, and just knowing that my dad loves me and there's nothing that he would do differently, it, it, it's, yeah, of course losing him is going to be devastating and I'm going to be picking up those pieces for the rest of my life, but it's not going to destroy me. Probably true, right? I mean, you you have created a foundation, right? And it is devastating if we have to get there. And I think what Justin is saying is someday he's going to get there, right? Mm-hmm. I just buried my dad two years ago. Someday he'll get there. Hopefully not soon. Yeah. <laughs> it will be devastating. But it won't destroy him. And I think that's what you want to hear, right? Yeah, correct. Because you've created and you've you've brought him to the creator. And that's what doesn't destroy us. Yeah, it's it's been a huge comfort to have the realizations that Kristen each one of our kids has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. No matter what happens, uh, I will see them again someday. And when I do, it will be for all eternity. And it's been a huge blessing to realize I know who my kids are. They're old enough. I know their personalities. I know their hearts. I'm so proud of who each of them is. Uh, That brings comfort. But even... A couple weeks ago, in an early morning, um, I just felt like God reminded me he loves them even more than I do. Yep. That you could take care of them only so far. But yep. because, it, because still God says, Jason, I got it. I got it. Any regrets? No. Because even the 
um, the things that I've I've done wrong, the places where I've sinned or I've messed up, they've been used to shape me into who I am today. Uh, any um, any accolades? Your your wife your wife is a rock, right? She's amazing. Your kids have have rallied. The kids seem to be doing amazingly well. You're, um, we started this conversation f- four or five episodes ago talking about <clears throat> how big your family was. And we, we talked about um, how amazing your church family was. And Are they still there? In amazing ways. Both, uh, our, yeah, both our nuclear family that we are related to, but then also our family through our faith. Um, have stepped up in in such a big way that we have no doubt um, that we have traveling companions even through this rockiest part of our journey. Is this the rockiest part of your journey? Yeah. Can you hang on and do one more episode with us? And then I promise I'm going to get you out of here. (laughs) All right. For you, one more. One more. For you. Guys, we thank you so much for coming and joining us at the table uh, because we saved you a seat at the table. We're going to do one more a seat at the table with Jason and Justin. Thanks, guys. Hey, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works talking about our podcast. Listen, if you like any of this stuff that you saw or you heard, I'm going to give you a couple places where you might find it besides coming in live to the Farmhouse Studios. There's a couple platforms you can find these on. Um, <clears throat> so you can check out Facebook, YouTube. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. So for the cheap seats in the back there, let me say this one more time. You can go to Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. You can find that under 316 Podcasts.